you do not uh, always see an instant validation or instant result and that can be so demotivating when you've put in the work but if you know why you're doing something and if you have a plan in place and if you know that okay uh, i'm doing this because of this reason then you you know bounce back and you move on you don't take that too hard you do the best that you can yeah. i think you, your story is different from other people yeah. and it just adds to your story hey everyone and welcome back to our show that was vidhi khandelwal the founder of the ink bucket so we've been in talks for a while now to get her on the show and we're finally making it happen so i guess patience and time really pays off talking about patience and time i am under a very tight strict schedule here because prasad here is telling me i have to finish my intro and outro in 5 minutes that's right 5 minutes you see that he's literally standing right over me and ensuring that i get it done in 5 minutes so yeah so i'll make this quick uh so in this episode we talk about a whole lot of things and i'm telling you it's something that's going to definitely intrigue you so we talk about what are the ideal ways to kickstart your day and to manage your time if you're in the creative space uh the importance of undivided attention the fact that you don't pull out your phone when you're talking to someone and you know you really are in the moment whenever you're doing whatever it is the answer to being a perfectionist that's why she gives you a very clear cut answer as to how you can get past this whole perfectionist issue and also why it's so important for you to do anything for the right reason that's why the reason that you do something is basically what is going to ensure your success or is going to ensure you some kind of fulfillment. So yeah, I can't wait for you guys to experience the episode. But before that, if you like the intro and you like where this is heading to, then consider smashing that like button and showing the YouTube algorithm what's up. So yeah, let's get right into the episode then. This is episode 30 with Vidhi Khandelwal. have a certain process or anything else that um, you know from a productivity standpoint or something that you do because i see that you're relatively less active on whatsapp do you stay yeah. off a lot of social media yeah i'm so ashamed of it i miss so many messages i can't even tell you no but you need to tell me because that mm. is a very i think a very important thing that people need to do today which is okay. just sit down and do work or yeah. just get to what they need to do yeah so yeah do you have something there that you um nothing in particular but <coughs> you know i i feel like all the social media although most of my work happens on social media and should i, I should probably should not be saying this but it's such a one second, actually let's just start this is oh, this okay. is this is <laughs> yeah i think this is this is just good stuff why why would i say hey you tell me this and you tell me again no let's not do all of that okay yeah so yeah go ahead please okay so um i feel like instagram whatsapp all these are things where you go once and then you you don't even realize and you end up spending So you know much so much time <laughs> and after and after a point you're like what the hell and you know um, there are days when i would just wake up and check my phone because i wake up thinking about work and i'd be like okay i check my sales or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know any important emails or something and i check and then i'll just get into the loop and then i wouldn't even realize and like for example if i've woken up at 6:30 or 7 it'll be 8 8:30 and i'm like what the hell just and happened still in bed still checking no, all these things no not in bed 
bed okay. i would get up and i'd be on the oh, couch okay. but or i'll be in the living room wherever but i'll be just on the phone and i'll get lost and um, and i don't like doing that like i want my mornings to be peaceful because that really sets the tone for the day so um so i try to keep my phone away as much as possible uh <laughs> <laughs> even on whatsapp i feel like uh, the I'm, i'm the most active on my team group because mm. that's the important things and i know on whatsapp itself on whatsapp yeah we have right. for our urgent communication so um so that happens but apart from that and also so many times i feel like okay somebody's messaged me uh, let me get free and then i'll properly reply back uh, and then that never happens yeah, <laughs> so yeah, many yeah. times and especially yeah. with friends who haven't spoken to you in a long time and when they will message you you know that okay you haven't spoken in so long you'll have a lot to talk about and it'll take a lot of time so I'll message when I'm completely free and not occupied with yeah. something, and then it just goes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what happens with WhatsApp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that that's so true. I think I relate there. Where uh, uh, either we are in the middle of a task, and I get you know someone asking me something either on on a call or you know something else. Someone yeah. like my wife might come up and say, "Hey, there's one thing I need." But like just a second. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel it's so important to give undivided attention to whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's just something uh, i wouldn't say i look down upon but it's just when you have a conversation with someone the last thing you want or you would you know expect them to do is pick up their phone and they looking Start, at that oh, and then it's just yeah that's just yeah, not yeah okay. it yeah it's just it's it's and and the whole point of the conversation is moot yeah right because you're really you're trying to get to the bottom of something but yeah. you're just not getting there Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's so uh it's I I like that you know you have that whole pattern. The reason why I ask is I did see that from you where uh you had a certain set uh let's say time period when you were responding to me or oh. getting back to me, right? <laughs> I noticed I am yeah. saying probably I need to ask her whether she's doing something, <laughs> she has something like a schedule in place for this, but I get I yeah, get like, where I this comes from. Yeah, I feel like from. either it's uh in the morning when i know that okay this is a person i haven't responded back to let me do it before i forget yeah or uh, during the day it becomes difficult for me because i'm in the flow and working or if it's you know at night yeah. when i'm a little free then i'm like okay let me quickly yeah. respond back and also <laughs> yeah. that happens but i think that's important because otherwise there's just so much distraction around and i feel like i very quickly get distracted so i have to uh, you know have some rules even with instagram i'm trying to not browse too much and not <laughs> be on Instagram all the time we which used to, talk, to be there. We need to talk a lot about Instagram for sure. <laughs> Uh, do you have a, a set schedule in place when it comes to work and do you do anything specifically like do your days look very monotonous monotonous as in a routine or do you do you take it as it comes uh i think little bit of both okay so i know that in the morning it starts with uh just seeing what's there for the day and what all i first need to on priority finish off mm. um then it starts with what for the week what all things are there what are the things that i need to delegate what's going on so just keeping a check and then i start by doing my things which is a lot of time painting or following up with vendors or designing a product or whatever yeah, that yeah. needs to be done so right. in that sense there are certain things which happen on a daily basis right. but on a daily basis there's also so much new um, stuff that comes in so you know every day is like to an extent i feel like okay what's happening today <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so that also happens i think it's a it's a mix of both yeah 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 no i i get that i think 
there are days i'm sure we would probably plan the entire you know like the day yeah. to the t and then something just not- comes up <laughs> something urgent comes up and then the things that you've planned just goes for a they'll go for a toss or i mean like i uh, cut you off but yeah sometimes you just don't end up <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing all yeah. those things that you were supposed to and i think with being in the creative field it's also so much about uh, like it needs to come a little bit from within and sometimes just have that block and mm. no matter what like if i have to finish those five artworks some days i'll finish it and <laughs> i'll do it so well and some days you struggle and struggle and struggle and it just does not happen yeah so yeah. do i mean you have days like those also yeah i actually dude when i when, now that you mention it uh, from the creative aspect as well i think i have so many things i want to talk to you about uh, <laughs> and i think we will obviously get there okay. um uh, yeah actually let's let's just get right into that uh, the yeah. on the creative side i think one thing a, a lot of people ex- uh, maybe assume with creative work is that they look at the product or you know the final end outcome and they're like okay that, that that's how it is always supposed to be right but mm. there's a obviously there's a lot of thought that might have gone into something uh, mm. you'll realize that you might have started at point a and then it ends up at point z because yeah. it's something else altogether yeah um and and i think people don't necessarily understand that that's you know that's been the entire journey of the product, product itself correct. right and yeah. i think that comes down to i think creative thinking and just work itself comes from a very different place a very special mm. place yeah. right Yeah. And I don't I, I don't want to diss Indians but you know we we have always defaulted to the, something that is tangible or something that's technical and you know like mm. anything that's very conventional is like okay yeah, that makes sense but mm. if you for instance I worked with clients you would know for the fact that you they expect something like but that is only this much yeah. why do you have to worry so much yeah. just give me this <laughs> but they it, they don't get the nuances right yeah, yeah, yeah so correct yeah. very true i think uh, half i think the charm of creativity also a little bit is that uh you know it does not make complete sense a lot of times even yeah. to me it does does not at times and uh it's so subjective for other people like if i show you something if i show somebody else something you might like the other person might not like so in that sense it is sub- subjective e- but even with myself like one day i like something the next day i might not like it and that is something that is you know a constant struggle where you have to convince yourself that no this is good enough or no this is not good enough because it is so subjective it depends on so many things and how do you you know it's because it's not just how it looks to the eye there's so much more and how do you say that okay this is what the final artwork where do you stop yeah where do you draw making the line? iterations yeah exactly like for example i think the most recent example that is coming to my mind is there's this one product that we've been sampling since quite some time and just because we we're trying to get the quality right and um, some of the features right so it's been a long time and the the time i designed the product the first time i made the designs was quite some time back <laughs> and now the samples have come and i'm not liking it <laughs> yeah so it's nothing like them. what you expected yeah <laughs> i changed yeah. and i'm like i don't want these yeah. and just not yeah. um okay now and why did i even do that but you know and then you end up changing that that so that also happens i f- i feel like it's all that is just part of the process and um like whenever i'm designing i have that end result in mind or the end user in mind or mm-hmm. how would somebody feel looking at it or how would it look in a certain surrounding like for example if it's kept on my table how would it look how yeah. would it you know make me feel because it's so much about that also uh, sure. i feel like your products also the things you use make you feel a yeah. certain way yeah. and um, yeah so 
all those things together i think make up a product yeah i think it's a that, long that, journey that he, uh, one product takes yeah exactly yeah. exactly and see it's easy for you to veto it because it's your product hmm. but when you're working with others yeah. and you realize that you're either let's say from an internal perspective and external internally your teams like dude we just spent 3 months on this what is wrong with you yeah. right <laughs> and then the other side is the clients like we just spent 3 months of our money on you what yeah. is wrong with you but how do you it's such a tricky you know situation to be right i'll tell you what the answer is you have to be quick Okay, Because yeah. what you like today, I think you like it, and no matter what, in a few months you will not like it. So just be quick and keep doing things. Like you've done something quickly, get the product ready. Quickly get the project ready, and then move on to something yeah, else. Yeah. Because it is a you will grow, and whatever I've done one year ago, even if I liked it at that point today, I will not like it. <laughs> Because I've grown from there. It's also a good sign, but that yeah. happens. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just quickly keep finishing things and moving on. <laughs> Yeah I I I think I heard this somewhere and I relate to it so much I'm sure you will too uh if you look back at your work and something historically right that you have done mm. and if you don't find it funny or you don't find it to be like giving you that weird sort of feeling yeah. in your stomach then you have done something wrong because you yeah. either haven't grown from there yeah. or that's just just normal mentality right yeah. because you have progressed mm. and that's been like okay that's what you could produce at that point great yeah. and you moved away from it yeah yeah i think it's yeah like for instance i'll give you an example with what we are doing here with the show too there are days uh, when we're color grading these videos right mm-hmm. it, we you know make it look nice and the 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 trick with color grading is you know the answer to uh, the that trick is what you said which is quickly get to it yeah. and move on yeah. because if you sit there and you're looking at your screen and you're yeah. like okay her skin looks good my skin looks good <laughs> this is great and then you're like damn the plant looks off yeah. <laughs> oh no that gray looks off and then you yeah. try to tweak that and then the entire thing by the end of it it's like some negative film and you're like what is happening here yeah, and then you start off and it's yeah, yeah sometimes you just overdo things in uh just wanting to uh, achieve that perfection i think that's it's just over it certain level of perfection of course you you know you want as a creator and you spend time doing certain things but i think at some point you just have to yeah. let go a little bit and yeah. um how much of a perfectionist things. are you because i, I am I, a little no. bit <laughs> i would yeah. iron my bed sheet <laughs> My friends would joke about it, and they'd be like, "Okay, this is off every topic." Day? Not every day, but whenever <laughs> okay. I would put the bed sheet yeah. because it gets crumpled, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a cotton sheet. So I would iron, and then my friends were like, "We need to find your husband who irons <laughs> his bed sheet." And they would always joke about this thing uh, that your husband will iron bed sheets and all. And Nikhil makes the best bed. <laughs> so you found the perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he does not even need to iron. He just like make the bed, and it'll be. Perfect. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah. I look back and I feel like, oh, this is coincidental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with your work, uh, have you had that to be a little bit of a challenge? Where yeah, the uh, e- either uh, let's talk both. Let's talk about how you feel in the sense that it's not really up to the mark, and there are days you're just like, you know, going at it, or you know, you have you gotten feedback where people are like, ah. it seems like you've cut corners or it just it seems that way uh yeah some days it i do because i do take a lot of feedback uh because you have to step back from what you've done and How also do you see how do you conventionally take feedback what's the usual medium? i have some fixed friends <laughs> okay okay that guy, okay i get it <laughs> who's feel yeah, feedback yeah. i trust that's so. like like honest feedback <laughs> in your face feedback yeah, yeah i know that if something's not good they will honestly tell me that this is not okay and uh, you have to 
you know take that kind of feedback also because you can't always be right and you can't look at it from all perspectives and so i asked nikhil i asked my friends i asked my team and um so sorry what was your question <laughs> no the perfectionist uh, perspective okay. yeah so yeah. somebody tells me that you know this is off or maybe you can do a little more or something like that i take that feedback because if i feel like that will help me grow that will help the brand grow that will help me do something better of course why mm. not you know because mm. you can't always think of how to make something better sometimes it comes from another person and it makes sense yeah. so i i take um feedback and sometimes with me also i i'll just spend so much time on one thing uh trying to perfect it whether it's a repeat pattern or an artwork sometimes i end up spoiling it also because mm. you overdo it you know and some days uh like recently i think some days back i was making a pattern and i spent hours on it and i was just not getting the repeat right and at the end i was like i'm going to just call it a night yeah and leave this here it's not happening and the next morning in half an hour i was able to finish it off yeah, yeah. so you know you have to just let it go you know, sometimes and get some sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i think there's studies that have shown um uh, these uh, and comes from this interesting book uh, called the uh again i'm blanking on the name uh, anyway it's basically about the importance of sleep mm. uh, i think it's power of mm. sleep anyway so the idea is that um, uh, people who are learning new things even if they go at it for 20 hours together let's say learning mm. uh, piano uh, and guys who have just learned it for maybe two particular you know movement right and they do it for two hours and they go to bed come back after eight hours they're able to quickly replay it as oh. opposed to people who are doing it on a you know on a repetition basis okay. right yeah and i think that yeah. makes and and i'm yeah, sure i've seen sense. that first hand too where i'm just not able to get to the bottom of let's say uh, a certain way i want to script my let's say some yeah. content or you know just some document itself i'm like how do i really frame this how do i go about it and then just like you know what screw it I'll come back to it and then next day you know it's like it's like bread and butter yeah, it's so yeah. natural right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah correct yeah. do you see a lot of those uh, on a regular basis and do you see a lot of um, how do you even challenges with your team members i mean the people will get down to who you're working with and i'd love to talk about how you moved away from it being a you know a one man army or one woman army to you know where you're at right now uh, but how do you handle that with your team members too because there are obviously deadlines there are obviously you know mm. you have to quickly push products out and uh, you know how do you work around those things um so i i think that very naturally happens and it depends on what whether it's uh, a mailer that we're working on or if it's a product that we are working on um i think in different ways we kind of um, try to roll it out sometimes of course if there is a deadline then you have to finish it you do the best that you can and then you push it out mm. um i think with products we wait till we get everything right because um if we launch it's it's an internal deadline that we have and mm. we'd rather deliver a better product than deliver it on time how do you know if a product's ready because is it where you unanimously agree or yeah. something like that okay. yeah yeah we know and i think when our sample just comes out perfect you know it it just ticks yeah. all the boxes um the quality is good everything is good and then you're like okay good but it goes through several rounds of sampling till you achieve that perfect sample that you can approve when you like okay this is good to go and the production can yeah. happen the best but, perfect if you will yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think but there's always something that later you'll be like oh this could have happened that could have happened i think that always with everyone yeah. be there you can't have that perfect product but you do the best that 
you can yeah. and um, i think with samples you you know it when you see it it's so tangible and you like for example if it's a notebook you know that okay the binding is good uh, the feel of it is good it's opening well you're able to write on it properly yeah. the it's not the pages are not coming off it's you can just feel it yeah yeah, yeah and the colors yeah. are right and everything so yeah. then you yeah, yeah you know i think it's just a matter of you know you strive for perfection in a particular time period and you get to it mm-hmm. once you're there you're just like bang it out and then you move on to the next yeah, yeah. right yeah if you wait too long then yeah. like i told you you'll start disliking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah so let's actually go back a little i mean you for a lot of our viewers and listeners they don't know that you come from a science background they don't know that you <laughs> you know you were in the same boat as i was and mm-hmm. then you just decided to take a 180 thing after you were done with your high school and you said you know probably yeah. go down the design route right yeah. what is the what made you decide that then one and two i mean like for instance people even in their 30s aren't you know don't have the clarity to make that sort of a 180 leap mm-hmm. right but what made you decide okay I, you also mentioned. I think IIT training is one of them. Yeah, I <laughs> did the, take yeah. that for a couple of months, and then I quit it because I see. I I feel like um, somewhere inside you know if something is right and if something is not right, and I think I've always known that. Okay, this is something that I see myself doing, and this is something that I don't see. And if I don't see myself doing something in the long run, I I don't like to invest my time and energy in it. Mm. Uh, I'd rather do something else where I can. you know be happier and i feel like and i i, I can see a long term uh, vision in mm. something so uh, science i, I it, it's not like i was bad at studies or anything it's just that i didn't see myself being an engineer mm. um or being happy doing a happy that. engineer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and i'd always been um into painting and i'd i've been painting since forever so that is something that always was there in fact um in my school my english teacher once we had to make posters and there was a little bit of drawing in that which and these little bits and pieces when you had to make diagrams were relief for me when i could just do something yeah. that i enjoyed i'm like okay diagram yeah yeah <laughs> i can i'll do this uh so she in 12th standard she 11th or 12th she told me that my my uh, illustration was so nice she was like you should be in an art school you know what are you doing here um so things like that on the other side when i another teacher i was very good at math so when i told him that i'm going to get into design as george is dumb like what <laughs> you're so good at maths but um but i knew that i wanted to get do something related to art mm. and related to painting because that genuinely made me happy and i realized that in my in 11th and 12th mm. um mm. so even though i was a science student i knew that i'm not going to get into yeah. engineering or anything and then i um gives that exam and i think when i went to college it finally felt like i belonged there and yeah. you know the assignments the projects that we were doing they were interesting and even i enjoyed the community i'm sure right doing the that. even the community exactly yeah. because people are um so that's so like minded <laughs> no let's not that's say not that. good <laughs> so yeah. like minded they're all yeah. i like how know? you put it <laughs> yeah your, your version's better than mine <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah no for sure i and I think uh, when you have that uh, that nudge, right, and you 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 know that you there's something wrong here. Yeah. I think more often than not, we it comes down to either you uh, you know what your peers are telling you, mm-hmm. or what your family members are telling you, or, right. or you know what your upbringing has been. And I think 
if you face that head on and decide okay this is probably coming from the right place and mm. i need to know where i'm going and you make the snap decision it's mm. great yeah. but more often than not people are just like i hear the voice but you know what yeah. can i really do yeah. right and yeah. uh, it's never too late for sure so at yeah. any point you can just make that you know that jump and just True. do it yeah, yeah. but um, i'm i'm glad that you had the you know the the let's say the bandwidth to decide that okay this yeah. is the right moment for me to make that yeah and i think my parents were also very supportive of it because they'd seen my interest in art since a very early age so they were very supportive of me getting into design or pursuing something there because um they wanted me to do something that i was interested in um in fact after my graduation it's um very like i consider that that as my lame phase okay <laughs> but uh, i i wanted to i thought that my college education was not something that i should have done oh okay and i was like why am i into design because at that point i don't know why but for a few months i thought that this is something that i love doing and how do i monetize it mm. i didn't feel good about doing that as a profession and i thought you know uh, i need to do something more serious yeah. that is treated more as work and yeah. this is not work because i enjoy doing this you know that's why it's not work this is something that i can do on the side and yeah. i don't know why i thought that way mm. but i just thought that it's not uh, what you enjoy should not be a work you know so it can't be an occupation of sorts yeah yeah right, because right. then what do i do when i have to take a break <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah oh that's so well put yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. but really like that was my thought process yeah. and i told my parents <laughs> that i want to do an mba yeah, yeah and i want to get into marketing or maybe something else something yeah. more serious tell me something that's like you know like <laughs> it's got a punch to it <laughs> yeah. yeah so my mom was like because i was struggling to figure out what i'm going to do after college and how to like get things done whatever but uh, so my mom i can i am always able to convince her so i told her that i want to do this and i'm very convincing about things so she's like okay and then i had to tell this to my dad he was like what he's <laughs> like you you know this is what you should be doing and you're so interested in this why do you want to do an mba or yeah. do something else he was so against it initially and then i told him no i want to and He's like you know if you want to do it go ahead do it but I know you will not do it like I know you will come back to this but just for your satisfaction go and do it and uh, he enrolled me in one of those MBA coaching classes I knew it. it I knew I was going to ask you if it's going to be one of these IIT kind of coaching I and then you so did I was so ashamed of it because I wasted my parents money but I went to that I think it's called time Oh, okay okay yeah yeah I, I always signed there. up for time yeah but yeah I did sign up and I attended <laughs> two or three classes and then three days i was the whole day doing my maths uh, and kind of like refreshing my math memory and Yeah. solving equations or whatever yeah, they call yeah. and then <laughs> i like how you like whatever they call it now you know it's like come on it's not diagonal i don't care <laughs> and you know the thing is that i thought that i have to uh, i have to i have to put in a lot of time because i'm from a design background i haven't done yeah. this since so long so i was putting in a lot of hours in doing that the whole day i was just sitting and doing maths yeah. and i think the third day is when i'm like my i had recently bought a new mole skin watercolor journal and it was lying there and my paints were lying there and i'm like no i need to get back to painting yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when i realized i i cannot do this and i think after that i never doubted this decision yeah. <laughs> but i had to do it to just give myself that satisfaction that i've tried it yeah but it's not a waste of your parents money because it actually came at a you know at the right time yeah, you but actually at gave that you time that nudge it feels <laughs> like that you know oh my god and but it's so much money yeah but in hindsight it's great right 
Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it is. Yeah, and I think uh, what you you're the first person who's said it the way or phrased it this way, which is, what do I do on the side, or what do I do <laughs> as part of my leisure, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, I think about it is so well put. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, yeah, but I- I'm surprised you didn't think the other way around. Like I get to do my leisure as a full time gig, which is yeah, yeah it didn't strike is, you that way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was so stupid of me <laughs> at that time. But. Yeah, but yeah, it- it's in the past. But that's great. Yeah. And and it- did you also notice a lot of uh, these jobs in the textile design uh, space uh, either not paying too well? Was that one of the reasons why you were like the jobs just don't look that? Uh, either satisfactory mm. or they just are, don't have that appeal yeah. and, and I'm sure that um, what you said about it not having that punch or it not mm. having that weight to the job is because of how just everyone looks at these kind of jobs right? you graduated with it and you probably get this but it's something that you love doing but mm. tell me seriously what are you doing you know that's yeah. the kind of question that people you know normally yeah. ask because most of them conventionally get into you know that whole supply chain Correct. of whatever work it is engineering yeah. or whatever right mm. so yeah so what have you did you see that to be the case then and have you seen a lot of changes still how things are now um i think at that time and my knowledge is a little limited in this area uh, because i haven't done a lot of research in jobs and what all yeah. is available but uh, at that time i had interned at two export houses one for six months one for two months as part of our college curriculum okay um, like an internship, internship. Uh, as part of the okay got it yeah. yeah makes sense so and i knew that that's not something that i see myself doing i did not enjoy that um too much and i didn't think i was getting that creative satisfaction there and um i think i did not know enough also at that time but from whatever i knew i could not find the kind of job that i was looking for like i really wanted to paint and illustrate and uh, i wasn't finding anything where i could do that where i could get my creative freedom and just be able to focus on that um which is when i just started making designs on the side and mm. i started putting them on my system that okay um this is something that i'd like to make this is something that i'd like to make and i just started keeping them on the side that if i were to do something of my own this is yeah, what you it have a backlog would to be. go back to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i started creating that which eventually helped but mm. um but so, what space was this what kind of items or products were these uh so yeah they were products yeah. that i wanted to do. i wanted to start with home textiles because uh, also because that's what i did my internship in okay and okay. Um, that's something that i did enjoy but i wanted to them to be um similar to what i'm doing right now like right now it's my illustrations on products i wanted to paint a lot and uh put them on products that you could use and carry yeah. uh, a lot of things that i personally would want which did not exist or mm. i did not know if they existed and um like for example certain posters or certain artworks so i would create them and just keep them on the side or use them myself so that was the idea uh initially yeah. that i was and i would just do mocks on photoshop random oh. mocks and just keep them yeah yeah <laughs> so so uh, when did you move or go digital was that part of the curriculum itself Well, did you do everything digitally first before rendering or no okay no it was all um even in college actually it was all hand painted first and then you digitize it you'd scan it and turn it into a pattern okay but uh, i think it's all, it's always been like that hand painted and then you scan and you digitize it okay is it yeah but uh, is that the same workflow that you guys follow now yeah it is yeah, okay it, it always okay. starts with uh, per, i think up to uh, process is very very simple uh, it starts with a rough pencil sketch you paint it you make the painting you make the artwork and then you digitize it and yeah. uh, you turn it into a pattern okay. and then product 
Okay, okay. But what about all these guys? Uh, like I think our common mutual friend Manik mm. was talking about, and he, he said something really funny on our episode. Uh, he was like, "If you need this particular type of color, let's say I've come up with this green, mm. the sage freaking green, and mm. I get to use it, and I'm done with half the painting, and I realize yeah. I've ran out of the damn paint yeah. and mixed it up, <laughs> and how do I get this color back again? I can't. But on digital, you can you just, just tap, <laughs> and you know you can just press Control Z, and if you do something wrong, it just goes, and it's not there when you do it by hand. So all those things are there. Yeah. But um, I think it's also because." I I can't do things di- digitally or I haven't ever tried doing it because this is what I enjoy yeah. doing like I really like painting I like sitting down mixing my colors and painting and I think with mixing colors <laughs> you have to get a hang of it and I make a lot of color because I know this problem comes so I keep and I store <laughs> <laughs> and if I run out I'll you have that I'll formula have to, like somehow there's yeah. no formula it's all hit and trial <laughs> and sometimes you don't even get the colors right you have to spend a lot of time making it but <laughs> there's yeah. no escaping that <laughs> for sure yeah. I get that, and yeah. so so tell me how you were doing all of this in Delhi initially, right? What got you here to Bangalore? How did that? I mean, you finally got here. I mean, I think you came down for the incubator program that yeah. uh, as part of. I mean, you can just walk us through that. Yeah. So I uh, the first time actually I came to Bangalore was because of the incubator program, and they had the audition, not the audition, but they selected thirty people from the country, and there was a final round which was supposed to happen in Bangalore. So it was a three-day event. That's when I first ever came to Bangalore, and I really liked the city. So that was good. And then um, when I got selected for that program, we were supposed to uh, eight of us were supposed to come live in Bangalore and mm. work here. um so that that that's what got me to bangalore and i think it's the city has you know a a slower vibe than delhi it's much more accepting um it's so so many cultures that are here it just feels like the the city welcomes you and accepts you mm-hmm. um there's so much and the startup culture of course uh, yeah. is very evident you see a lot of uh, like minded people a lot of people doing things in the creative field which uh, i think is great and even uh, you know the cafe culture for example here yeah. you just go and work out of a cafe uh, i i i don't know if it's as much in delhi mm. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know sure. just those kind of small little things just keep you in the city and uh yeah even the vibe and the pace at which the city moves it's more ac- i th- i feel everything is so accessible it's a smaller city yeah. but everything is uh, you know in delhi i mean if you have to go to some place it'll take you to us yeah. it might take you to us yeah but that's because of <laughs> it traffic might. yeah it uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a different thing correct <laughs> but yeah yeah but a lot of things are still it, it still feels like a more close knit city yeah. more co- it's a cozier city where you can do much more yeah yeah i feel yeah, yeah. and yeah. and how did that uh, the incubation bit help you i mean did were you Also what I wanted to understand is you said you said that you wanted to do your MBA but then you didn't yeah. which means you didn't have a business background yeah. and you didn't know how to or maybe you had to figure it out on the job as to how to scale uh, so obviously we'll get down to how you went from a uh, there two things here one how you went from a one woman army to what, where you're at right now uh, and also from the balance between a personal brand and a, a brand such as ink bucket right so we mm-hmm. need to talk about both of those okay. but before all of that how did you did this incubation program give you that exposure to kick mm. things off on the 
startup uh, perspective or yeah definitely it okay. did because i come from a design background and i didn't learn how to run a business how to run a brand nothing of that sort i didn't have that experience at all um so here we had mentors we had people coming in explaining and telling us about their experiences and uh, how you can how you launch a brand and how you uh, move forward from just an idea to a product so mm. all those things are very helpful um and i think more than that the eight of us just kind of like being together and working on our respective brands i think there was so much that i learned from everyone because i was the youngest there and uh, everyone had way more not way more but a lot more experience than yeah. i did and i learned so much from them from people at mintra from their teams from their structure um and you know there is a little hesitation when it's your own money that you are investing and mm. when you really um like your backs really against the wall you there's certain risks which you might not take but here since it was an incubator program they had invested in the brand there were a lot more things that i could do there was a lot more free there were certain restrictions also but there were it it did come mm. with its own uh, set of freedom yeah yeah so uh I, it really really helped me get a perspective on how to launch a brand on how mm. a business works uh and the fact that numbers are also important yeah. is something feasible or is it not is it going to be is there a big enough market for it so just looking beyond design is what i learned mm. there mm. so this whole at what point did you decide uh, or, or realize that it can't just be you running everything and how long did you run all of this on your own uh so in delhi i was doing it for about little more than one year so um, you went back to delhi from yeah. here right yeah, yeah i went back to delhi and i was doing it myself and i didn't have a team at that time so i was juggling between different things and uh, in fact that that wasn't a good phase also i'd say because i did make a lot of mistakes i even took up a studio which i thought that i needed a studio because actually i had one intern for some time um but and i needed a place to store my products but um, that ended up being a very bad decision because i ended up losing a lot of my savings in the process and that's when i had to give that up and uh, work out of my bedroom and that's when i realized that there's so little that you need to exactly. start off you don't need all those things you know i just took like a very small space just to yeah uh, keep my show. products yeah. uh just like a small warehouse yeah. kind of a thing and i was working from my home and i was like that's all you need you don't need anything and um so so it's so all that was happening and i was struggling with operations with getting my production in place and designing also following up with vendors also selling also and then i was freelancing also because the money i was getting from freelancing i was putting it into my brand because i didn't have savings i was right. fairly young yeah so um just managing all of that was quite a bit and i wasn't able to manage the brand my products were just you know there was so a lot of things were sold out and i wasn't able to replenish them because i didn't have the bandwidth got it that's when i realized that no this it's not uh, going to grow like this i yeah. need a team and i need people to work with yeah for sure i think yeah. th- that's like the uh, the bane of any uh, entrepreneur's existence right? where hmm. you have the demand but you yeah. just can't you fulfill know fulfill it, it yeah. right which is not such a good situation yeah, to be right? for sure yeah. yeah i i get what you're saying I, and also uh, did you have a lot of traction initially 
on your own uh, is that because of the incubator program itself and they got maybe the brand in front of more people or and also you spoke about i, mean, I think we spoke about how you moved away from designing handbags to uh, just stationary the stationery itself right things, yeah. so so did that uh, flip to kind of uh, maybe affect the already the basic traction that you already had from this incubator program uh, no i think uh, i think the stationery line was received very well by people mm. uh, so i don't think that was there a lot of people did ask for the original bags which i was no longer able to make oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure even today there are a lot of people who are just like in fact some people even send me pictures till now that you know we're still using the bags That's and i'm nice. like you know i haven't even seen that bag in years because yeah. we sold it at that time i don't even have so many of my samples and it's just so nice to see those products now that you made when you started yeah. so that's a that's a very good feeling yeah. um but uh, sorry i forgot your question again <laughs> no, this is awesome <laughs> no, no, i just so, go on like my own tangent and then forget no, the, what it these was. are the that's where the, we uncover these awesome bits right <laughs> no so uh, when you moved from handbags to uh, stationery do you see a lot of traction and did you lose out on any of the no the whole, i i didn't really? lose out on but I, i i don't think i had a lot of traction initially i think the first collection did quite well and it was all sold out in a couple of months itself because of mintra because how big the platform is mm, and yeah. um, you see how many people without you even promoting it or putting it out on social media or anywhere you see how many people by themselves are coming to you you don't have to go to any one so because of the platform we got a lot of traction but that was on the platform but i think in terms of um, social media it wasn't as much and even when i launched my website i initially i don't think we had um a big audience or uh, a lot of people coming on the website or a lot of products getting sold on the website mm-hmm. the day Direct of the to, launch yeah, yeah, yeah directly yeah. to customers from the website yeah. so i think that has uh, we, I, we we were able to build that up only gradually and yeah. slowly yeah. it happened yeah. yeah but initially no yeah but i think that i think patience is the name of the game yeah. right yeah. Uh, True. because everyone's expecting you know when you there okay so there i seen um, this dichotomy or not even a dichotomy these two sides of the coin where there's these hustlers and you know these guys are putting in a lot of work and they're like i put in the work so now it has to mean i have to be successful yeah. there's no other way right yeah. and then there's the other bit where like, they're like ah, okay i've done it i've yeah. finished it so yeah. let's see where it goes but i think it should make do well because i see him he's successful i see mm-hmm. her she's done the same thing yeah. so why wouldn't my piece be successful yeah. be it with whatever piece this is right be it from a content or product or whatever mm-hmm. perspective but more often than not it's it's what you might put in now it yeah. comes back to you maybe years down the line right absolutely and i think that is where doing something for the right reason is so important because you do not Uh, always see an instant validation or instant result and that can be so demotivating when you've put in the work mm. and you feel like okay uh, people haven't come on the website or something hasn't gotten traction which happens initially i think that happens to everyone but if you know why you're doing something and if you have a plan in place and if you know that okay uh, i'm doing this because of this reason then you you know bounce back and you move mm. on you don't take that too hard and you you're like okay uh, i'll do what's next and let's see yeah. where this goes you put in the effort again yeah yeah and i think that ha- all of this these things happen in silos right so there yeah. could be days weeks or even months where you're like this is not what the situation was last year yeah yeah Absolutely. so yeah and i think like i think what you said is so mm. key which is 
unless you actually embrace this whole you know the process itself there's yeah. no winning it at all yeah right and and what is winning it i mean at the end of the day it comes down to whether you feel happy with what you're doing yeah so yeah. and even winning i feel like it's so uh, subjective you know, right yeah it's so subjective <laughs> and it's so short lived yeah yeah Maybe because yeah. like I, i i feel that if there is a successful product launch i'll be happy but the next day i'll be stressed about something else so you know something good happens and then you're on to something else so it's not even like you hold on to i think that's another thing be it a win or a failure you cannot just hold on to it you have to move on to the yeah. to the other thing yeah yeah i, yeah. I yeah for sure I, but i think those those wins are the ones that really you know uh, give you the validation also yeah. are things that you can look back on when you're having those tough yeah. days yeah. like so i did all of this I got the result and so and yeah. so days like maybe I've done the right thing and I'm doing the right thing now yeah. but I just have to wait for it right yeah, yeah, instead of correct. just like overnight say ah, I can't do this yeah. because if and I feel the moment people give up it's not them giving up on what they want to do it's them giving up on what they feel they had to do yeah which are, which I feel are two different things right yeah. like a lot of people think oh this is I you just have to be an entrepreneur in yeah. bangalore you have to have a startup yeah. like that's one end of the spectrum yeah, the other guy it's become guy, such a trend uh, exactly you know, yeah. and that's a niche or a, a category in itself right uh, we have obviously if you're looking at a conventional trend it's ideally everyone getting into it or you know the yeah. regular corporate job which yeah. is one thing but then obviously the underlying thing the message that bangaloreans get is that or oh, their tech startups here and there you mm-hmm. can start a, a startup of your own yeah. you can make it happen which is definitely a possibility yeah. but the fact of the matter is whether you want to be part of that yeah exactly yeah, whether you thrive there right yeah. but if you if you if that's never been your plan then it's great that you've realized and you just move on yeah yeah but i think the moment you uh, embrace it that's the moment you're like okay you know i i get it uh, this yeah, is it, this. it just gives you the strength to go to the go through the tough times as well because I mean I'm sure you also know it's it's not easy it is hard and it's also it's like consistently uh, it's consistent um what do you call effort that you have to put in i know that if i stop working today it mm. will start to go down i can't just be like okay i've launched this i've launched a product i've uh, the website's doing well right now the brand is doing well and i can slow down or i can you know just yeah. like put my foot down and be like oh it's doing well <laughs> you can't be like that it has to be consistent effort yeah, yeah yeah what do you what do you do on those days when you're feeling really down i it's just because there's just some days i'm yeah. telling myself do what the am i really doing here yeah. right i'm and and i'm like uh, and 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 you'll realize that it's always um uh, either a rabbit hole situation where you're just you go into one thing and then another thing and or you know the other bit is the avalanche where like hmm. one thing goes wrong and then another thing another goes thing wrong another thing goes wrong and then yeah yeah <laughs> true no that happens and it stresses you out so much i think i've reached a point where i don't stress about oh am i doing it is this the thing for me i think i've crossed that path i know that yeah. it is the thing for me and i'm going to do this but yeah there are situations when either you know a product just goes wrong like for example uh, last year kitchen collection just went wrong and i don't know oh, if you're familiar okay. with that yeah okay. so the whole coll- the production lot was completely ruined um, and uh, that was like for example something like that happening it just stresses you out so much because you put in so much effort and then something like that happens when people have already pre-ordered yeah right and you have like have so many orders to fulfill you you cannot even individually tell them that this is 
what's happened and how and how do you even tell them when somebody has waited for so long they've pre-ordered they waited for the product and after a month you tell them that you know this Sorry, it, it went happen. wrong that yeah. is so it's just how do you do something like that it's so embarrassing yeah yeah you know yeah. so those days are that you just have to overcome them yeah, yeah. So, and so many of those things keep happening on a daily basis because so many small things that can go wrong yeah. and then you're like damage control damage control what do you do you of course learn from those mistakes but you have to just get back up and sulk a little if you have to <laughs> cry <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. and then bounce back <laughs> yeah yeah and i like what you just said which is uh it now you're at a place you know that this is what you have to do anyway yeah that is a big big uh, a war within yourself right Correct. because getting that clarity is not easy to yeah. some people are born with the you know that idea that this is just what i want to do and i'm you know you know good for you you're blessed this is awesome most people are like i have no idea what i want to do definitely yeah. and a lot of people struggle with that but you know that's where um, I, i've also now realize that okay this is for me i also went through that phase that what am i going to do what do i want to do uh now i know that i i i want to do this but um i mean i think that's also okay if somebody if you have that doubt because i think you, your story then it's just different from other people yeah. and it just adds to your story and yeah. uh everything that you do leads you to somewhere it and in hindsight story. you see all that yeah it is your story yeah. at the end of the day yeah. right yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah i think that that's so key and and i think you would have never known this if you didn't do this for a couple of years yeah right i mean there's no Absolutely. way you graduate and like this is what i have to do no way even <laughs> f- when i was into it i was like am i you know supposed to be doing this is this is will this sustain this, me will yeah. this this supposed to be leisure <laughs> yeah <laughs> am yeah. i just doing this because i enjoy this and am i not working yeah, so you yeah. feel all of that yeah for sure yeah so yeah that was part 1 of my conversation with vidhi part 2 will be out same time next week so stay tuned for that if you like the episode then consider smashing the like button And also leave me a comment and let me know what was the most that you could relate to the episode or what was the part that you liked the most. If you are listening to this over audio though then consider dropping me a DM with your thought thoughts around the episode. Also do consider sharing the episode with your near and dear ones either over Instagram stories or WhatsApp statuses or just send across the link to the episode over WhatsApp messages. It's a simple way to get the word out there and I'd love for others to experience this too and you know in that way you can help others as well. So yeah. Cool then. I guess I'll see you guys in part 2 of the conversation. How do I do on time? Not bad, bro. Not bad, dude. Cool. I guess I was able to do it in 5 minutes. But yeah, maybe how many takes did I get? 7. 7 takes oh shit. Okay. So not so great of the takes, but I finished it within 5 minutes. Cool then, guys. I'll see you guys uh as part of the part 2 conversation. Till then, stay tuned.